What's up, everybody? We got 10 minutes here with you today. It's just Jimmy and Mark on the mic, and we're going to be talking about different kinds of vacuum sealers. Now, uh, won't proclaim ourselves to be the most expert at vacuum sealers. However, we have gotten the chance to use both types. That is to say, there are traditional suction style sealers, which many of us are familiar with. We have one of those on the table in front of us here right now. And then there are the chamber style sealers. We've also had the opportunity to use that a little bit. And I've been doing a lot of research myself and uh, it's it's kind of interesting. There are naturally, as usual, when there's two different choices or more than one choice with something, there's pros and cons to going um, what, whatever various direction you might choose to go. In fact, there may even be reasons to have both. I'm not saying Everybody will want to have both because that's obviously a big investment. It depends on how much you really even care. But yeah, their uh, vacuum sealers are pretty cool. The more and more you look into them, really, they're pretty awesome, Jim. I've been using, I guess, a more traditional style for years now, probably about since they came out, and I feel like they have really, in a lot of ways, revolutionized the uh, the food preservation process. I mean, we talk a lot about procuring meat and hunting or fish and things of that nature, and and you got to have a way to keep them well. To Keep them for a long period of time. You know, That's you, right. might, you might not want salmon today, but you might want a piece of fish six months from now. And if you got a bunch in your freezer, this is a really good way to do it. Or or wild game. I'm a, I'm I'm a big fan of vac sealing wild game. I like to be able to see. I like to be able to see it when I, I pull know, it out of the fridge I or agree. freezer. I mean, I agree with you entirely. Actually, it's funny because as I was really researching a lot of this, I saw there's like some vacuum sealing forums basically. Okay. And, uh, you know, it didn't occur to me. It makes a lot of sense because I know I remember seeing infomercials for those vac seal bags for storage as well. So a lot of people just oh. vacuum seal, I mean, any manner of things. They vacuum seal firearms even sometimes, you know, just to keep them from the elements or, or whatever and uh, without having to just coat them in cosmoline or something. Uh, they vacuum seal clothing um, for storage and it, it makes them compressed down. But anyway... So, yeah, there are two traditional or two different styles, and uh, I know for a long time, using primarily the suction-style sealer, which you've probably uh, seen many different shapes and sizes or, or forms of them. They can be big or relatively small like this one here. Um, but, yeah, you kind of just stick the bag in, and it clamps down on one uh, on end, the open end of the bag. You hit on, and it just basically begins to suck the air and, uh, and consequently, also the contents, if there are uh, any liquid contents in the bag, out of the bag until basically there is as close to none of that left in there, aside from the food or the meat or whatever, and then that's what you got. It seals off that bag then, and then you can store it. On the other end of the spectrum, kind of the, the cool, uh, really neat and um, you know seemingly high-end thing that you can do is the chamber style. Now, that's this big thing we have in front of us. And uh, this one's from Meet Your Maker. There are a lot of different chamber sealers out there, and you can get them like the industrial ones that a lot of restaurants and some of these like professional-grade kitchens use can be really gigantic. I mean, they can be floor-standing units. Right. And, uh, they're, they're unique in that, so the suction style that you'll see just on a regular countertop, and it, uh, it looks almost like a, like a laminator or something usually, that actually, like I was saying earlier, that sucks the contents out of the bag, so air and everything. So the nice thing about these, so again, we'll get, jump into these pros and cons, is that if you have something that is, uh, one thing I'll say, so the nice thing about these is they're faster than a chamber sealer. If you're using a chamber sealer, you'll find that it takes a while for it to go through its whole process. The, uh, yeah, I think it's important to point out, Jim, there's pros and cons to both, and I like them both for different reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Like, when we got this chamber sealer, we didn't get rid of the suction sealers that we have. By any means. But uh, so they are faster. 
um, you can rip through stuff a lot quicker. So if you've got a lot of meat on the table you're trying to get through, you can rip through all that stuff in terms of vacuum sealing it a lot quicker by using a, a suction sealer. The other thing is, and Mark, you this is kind of one of the things that we've been going back and forth on a lot, is size of the items that you're trying to seal. Now, if you go out and you invest in this chamber sealer here, you're married to the size of the chamber for the most part. Now, like the big, giant industrial ones, they can get away with bigger stuff putting it in there, but they're very expensive and very giant. I mean, like you're not going to fit it in your regular home kitchen. Right. This is Even kind of this the... thing is kind of like borderline. It's not going to just sit out on the counter probably unless you got a big, big counter. It, it's bigger. It's a little bit more substantial. I've, I look at this. This is kind of like the prosumer of... For ceiling, sure. you know, For sure. um, and like you said, there's there's advantages, right? You got a you know more traditional uh, vacuum sealer here. It's going to be smaller. It's going to be lighter. It's going to you know fit mm-hmm. in a drawer, perhaps, or maybe even out out on the counter. But so be- because you're married to this size with the chamber sealer, that is what you can fit in. And so if you're using, let's say you're going to vacuum seal an entire like big salmon fillet, or you're going to vacuum seal maybe a big shank or something that's quite large and long that wouldn't fit in this chamber, well, then that's where you're going to probably want to go to your suction-style sealer, and that will be able to accomplish the job because as, as long as you can fit the open end of the bag into the end of the uh, sealer here, then you can suck the air out, and it'll at least do a decent job. Now, the, the, the cons here are that it you can't produce as airtight of a seal with these as you can with a chamber sealer if you can fit it in. Right. Uh, these things do produce a very impressive airtight seal. And uh, and like I said, again, if you have liquids, which some people might be thinking, like, why would I even want to vacuum seal liquids? And that was my thought originally. But actually, like, for example, it doesn't have to be a straight-up soup. Like, it could be, while well, you can do that, it could be something like uh, like a spaghetti, like a meat sauce, right? Or mm-hmm. a, a stew, something that has liquid in it, you know, but it is maybe more solid. At the same time, like, that liquid, anything like that, will get sucked out. If you cook it and you want to store a bunch of it, doing so in the suction-style sealer can get a bit messy. It's going to it's gonna pull through. It's going to compromise the seal. And I've seen that happen even with, like, uh, fish, Jim. You know, if you don't have your fish completely dry... Fish are generally a little bit wet, right? They live in water. Yeah. Uh, you, you're a ceiling, you know, a piece of that fillet or something like that. And just some of that residue, even if you've padded it off, it's, it wants to get kind of drawn through the seal of that bag. So it's not even like you're trying to seal fluid. It's just, but it's sucking that through and it can compromise the seal and then you have to reseal it. So definitely something to think about there. A pro could be because the suction when the suction is happening, it's a little bit slower, right? So you do have a, a level of control there as far as when you want to stop that. You might have something where um, maybe they're kind of sharper objects where you mm. want to get most of the air out, but you don't really want to just, like, crank it down. So that's where, you know, the, the suction style seal works well. But it is a, bit a shocking. lot of advantages. It is a bit shocking when you watch the chamber sealer do its job because if you do have something sharp in there, you don't really know how it's going to affect the bag until the last minute. And and the way that this works is essentially it's evacuating all of the air out of the everything in the chamber. So not only is the, uh, is the air around the bag and the item inside the bag getting sucked out of the chamber sealer here, but also the air inside. So everything is kind of at an equal pressure. You're kind of there. removing the atmosphere in exactly. a lot of ways. Yeah. I and mean, a true you, vacuum, I guess, right? Yeah, and when you do that, the bag will actually puff up 
oftentimes at first, which is is concerning because you're like, I'm doing the opposite of what I, I wanted to do. I was going to say, when you first see it, you're like, this is, yeah, we're in reverse here. What's going on? Right. It's kind of, and that's because that atmosphere that was originally pushing, pushing the bag down is now sort of uh, gone so it can expand. And then when it's done with its job and it seals, it the atmosphere comes back into the chamber and it immediately presses down on that bag. All the air is out at that point. And, uh, but yeah, it happens very quickly. Like from in an instant, boom, it's suctioned around the object inside the bag. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, if there is anything sharp, it could potentially puncture that hole in there. Um, and then you lose your seal. So there's that. One of the really interesting things I thought about the chamber sealer is... Um, this is a bit of a physics thing. So if you're a nerd, um, this you know it's kind of like a ding, ding, ding moment or whatever. But what happens is that if you ever were to make something on your stovetop or, or whatever in a big pot, let's say you were doing oh. that stew or that spaghetti sauce, it gets hot, right? Well, you may be tempted to want to you know throw some of that on a dinner plate, whatever. You get all that done, and then you throw it in a bag, and you're like, well, let me just uh, seal this up real quick. You'd be better to chill it first or at least bring it completely to room temperature first, because that spaghetti sauce, the stew, whatever it is, might not be boiling now, but when it goes into a chamber sealer and the atmosphere and the pressure around it is removed, it reduces the boiling point of the liquid inside, and you can instantly actually start to make it boil, even though it might not be at 212 degrees. And then you could end up with a very messy situation on your hands inside your chamber sealer. You're going to get a bad seal probably and have a lot of cleaning to do. So make sure it is, uh, like I said, at, at the very least at room temperature, but even chilled is, uh, is a good idea. I'd say definitely some science there, Jim. But I also thinking of that as maybe like a con to the chamber sealer. I was trying to at least go through how I use a sealer in general, and I've never been like, Man, I want to seal this thing hot. And I'd, I'd be curious. Comment below yeah. if you seal things warm or yeah. even hot. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, you don't want to do it, right? It's a don't do that because right. of the reasons you mentioned. But I, right. I don't look at that as like, oh, man, that's a deal breaker. I don't want that anymore. No, I don't either. It's more of a fun physics thing. But yeah. apparently, you know, I mean, when I was watching, you know, various different videos and seeing different chefs talk about it, I mean, they were talking about like, yeah, de- definitely make sure you don't seal hot. So maybe somebody, there's like a temptation to do it at some mm-hmm. point. But one of the other cool things, though, about the chamber sealer was this, uh, was in terms of actually using vacuum sealing as part of your cooking process which is oh, cool right so yep. vacuum infusion of ingredients or spices or seasonings or marinades into meat for example or whatever you're going to be cooking this is becoming a thing where uh especially with the sous vide cooking mm-hmm. so if you were going to try and sous vide something that you were going to be using a suction sealer with you would have to make sure it was like basically just a dry rub for the most part, mm-hmm. because again, the fact that it will suck the contents out. So if you have a liquid marinade, it's it's going to be a little bit messy. You might not get a good seal. But with a chamber sealer, this is what a lot of people who do the sous vide cooking will use because they can put a liquid marinade or they can put some sort of a, a, a thing in there that they want to infuse the meat with. And then this chamber sealer will, uh, it won't suck any of that out. That'll all stay in there. It'll get this really tight air airtight seal where then all those ingredients are pressed right up the, against right. the meat. I'd have to imagine there's something too about the fact that you're in an airtight thing that maybe the, it can get into the meat a little bit better or more quickly. But anyway, then they'll use that and then drop that you know bag into their sous vide cooking pot or whatever and, uh, and you can get some pretty cool recipes uh, or meals out of that. Some neat results there, Jim. And, and, you know, the chamber sealer is going to give a better 
more reliable seal, right? Mm -hmm. Which I think that's super important. If you are going to do that sous vide cooking, you definitely don't want that seal to break while you're cooking, right? That's going to kind of defeat the purpose there. So really, really good way to go there. You got to, when it comes to the seal, and this isn't something I've experienced on the suction style, maybe it is a thing and you might have, there might be some adjustments on these or in like, I've just happened to have it at just the right spot, but I have had some issues with the seal on the chamber sealer when I don't have the settings, right? So you almost have to be a little bit more savvy with these things when you use them. But it, you can set little individual things like the seal time, so how long it will be sealing that edge, which it uses heat to seal it together. And if you let, it, if you set it to seal for too long, because you're thinking like, oh, I want a really good seal on that thing. I really want to make sure it's going to be airtight or whatever. If you set it to seal for too long, then it can actually completely melt through and degrade that bag there, and then cause problems. So. There's, there can be a bit of trial and error there. Which also probably lends itself to a little bit more customization. So once you learn your sealer, or excuse me, your your, vac, your chamber sealer, mm-hmm. I think you can have some increased versatility there as well with a couple things. One thing that I saw, Jim, that I thought was really cool. So I've been looking into, I guess, uh, vacuuming dry goods, in mason jars. So removing the air from dry goods in mason jars. What would an example of that be? Like, what dry goods do you want to seal in those things? You've I've been want... on this kick, and I don't know what it's for. We're going to get there. Okay. We're going to do a whole podcast with Joey Pyburn on dehydrating food. Oh, okay. okay. So so the dry goods in this case are still food. They are items. food. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not doing a shirt or something right. like yeah, that. Right. And I think, and you can do that, I think, with a... Uh, you know, I guess uh, adaptations that you can get with the, with your regular sealer that I think you you can accomplish that same thing. But in a mason jar, maybe not. Oh, okay. Maybe not a mason jar. I don't mean to steal your thunder. You're well, really you on didn't, the mason jar thing. I, well, with I also the, I don't want sealer. I don't want to uh, I don't want to pro- uh, hit people with misinformation here. So anyway, with the chamber sealer, what I was watching a guy do. If you have enough room, he was putting dry goods in a mason jar with I guess you know the standard you know, seal lid on top, and then, you know, the ring part just loose on it. The key was keeping it loose. Right. If that jar will fit in the chamber sealer, he was having that at a setting where he was pulling all the air out of it, and all these dry goods are just preserved in a mason jar. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have that lid a little bit loose, so that way that you can, the air can also escape from the jar. Exactly. Yeah, but that makes sense. It, it actually should work perfectly. I mean, it does in the video that we saw. So I mean, it's it was like on YouTube. It. Yeah, you, you, it was on YouTube, so it's real. So yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool stuff. The the sealers have been pretty neat. I also saw. I I, I think it's something people do when they want to infuse like vodkas mm-hmm. or or other drinks. They they'll do it in a chamber sealer, perhaps, mm-hmm. where you can you can actually then instead of infusing stuff into meat, you can infuse liquids mm-hmm. in your chamber sealer, which I found like making cocktails and other stuff in your chamber sealer would be. I don't know. I feel like that'd be one of those like sweet party tricks where it's like, hey, everybody watch this over here. And then, you know, you see the bag puff up, all of a sudden it sucks down and then you like open it up and it's this like sweet cocktail. I don't know. We, we may have actually found our primary use for this thing. Jim. <laughs> but another thing too with this, Jim, is you can do multiple things at once, right? If you've got the room, Mm-hmm. You know, like that guy was doing multiple jars. I think you can do multiple bags at once. You can once. if you have the room for it. Yeah, I've seen in those industrial ones, I've seen people doing like four, six bags at times, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's cool stuff. We'd love to hear if there's anybody out there who's listening right now who's like a super vacuum sealer expert. Um, by all means, throw your uh, comments and experience and other things like that into the ring here on YouTube or on our Instagram page. 
And uh, yeah, but if you haven't jumped into the vacuum sealing game yet, or you're curious, or maybe you've only used one and you're wondering about the other one, let us know too. And uh, we'll just, we'll just, we can all chat about sealers. If you got any great uh, chamber sealer cocktails too that you'd like to share, why not toss that in the ring as well? Toss them our way. And uh, Jim, I think you nailed it. I mean, a lot of people are familiar with this, but if you're, if you're new to hunting, if you're new to fishing, we got a lot of brand new uh, hunters and anglers this year that maybe didn't have a need for something like this. Yeah. In my opinion, not a better way to preserve fishing game. Yeah, and you don't. It doesn't have to be super expensive. This thing was relatively inexpensive. This suction style one, and uh, it gets the job done. That's what we've been using for a long time now. The chamber thing is cool. They are very much more expensive, but yeah, it all just depends on you. Don't feel like you have to get the super expensive thing. Yeah, and you know the uh, the meet your maker guys. They make uh, a suction sealer as well too. They make all yeah. sorts of things. So. Yeah. All right, sweet. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, as usual, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.